day 30. Every medalist at Tokyo is presented with a bouquet of flowers along with their medal. It's not an unusual gesture, but these flowers were intentionally selected. The green aspidistras represent the host city, but the coloured flowers come from other places. They were mostly grown in the prefectures of Japan, most affected by the Great East Japan earthquake of 2011. In this earthquake tsunami and the subsequent Fukushima nuclear reactor meltdown, 20,000 people lost their lives. The sunflowers come from a hillside in Miyagi where children sheltered from the tsunami. The parents of those who died planted sunflowers which bloom every year as a remembrance. The blue gentians are grown in Iwate, a coastal province devastated by the tsunami. The purple eustomas and white Solomon seals are grown in Fukushima as an initiative to rebuild the agronomy. They give a wider perspective and tell a story of hope, of beauty emerging from devastation and suffering. Apologies to those with a better understanding of how to pronounce plant names and Japanese places. All through the Olympic tapestry are woven stories of hope through suffering. The whole event is happening in the shadow of a generational global pandemic. Players take the knee in solidarity against racial injustice. Individuals overcome serious injury or illness to participate and suffer trauma while competing. Athletes testify to loved ones they have lost. No one achieves success in sport without sacrifice and suffering. The high drama of dreams realised or hopes dashed is what engages, entertains and inspires. This is heightened in the Olympic cycle of four yearly story arcs of disappointment, redemption, perseverance and victory. Even the pinnacle of sport changes in significance in a wider context of life and death. Today I'm thankful for the perspective of the bouquets and the message of hope they carry. I'm also grateful for the reminder to consider my own highs and lows through a wider lens. The Tokyo Games mascot is also included with the bouquet. Its name is Maraitowa, based on two Japanese words, Mirai meaning future and Towa meaning eternity. Eternity puts everything into perspective. The mascot is not the most beautiful, but the message of future hope to the world is. Jesus, quoting from the prophet Isaiah in Matthew 12, shares of a future which involves suffering and victory and has a vision for the nations more loftier even than the Olympic ideal. A bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. Today, I am above all thankful that there is hope. Psalm 30 I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths. 
and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favoured me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. David begins this psalm by saying, He will exalt the Lord. My autocorrect keeps trying to change exalt to exhale. Sometimes, after an episode that has caused fear, panic, or excitement, we stop and say, and breathe. David takes a breath, but he does not just exhale. He exalts the Lord for lifting him out of the depths. Today, I feel a little bit in the depths, or at least somewhat out of my depth. Some of that is self-inflicted tiredness due to late and early morning Olympic watching. Some is a build-up of frustration and sadness over time. And some is a series of emails from people connected with an area of work that has no easy solution. So it feels incongruous to me right now to see the psalm starting with high praise to the Lord for lifting David out of the depths. He is thankful that his enemies have not been allowed to take pleasure in his misfortunes and be happy about his death. David has lived to fight another day. His explanation of this change in fortunes is clear. He called out to the Lord his God for help and the Lord healed him. In Psalm 23, David sang of how even in the valley of the shadow of death, he will fear no evil, for God is there with him. Through the ages, the people of God have taken comfort from this, especially facing death or bereavement. David is testifying that he has experienced facing his own imminent demise, and the Lord brought him up. David has been spared so he sings the Lord's praises and exhorts the people to exalt his holy name. This encouragement to God's people to praise is supported by some important truths being affirmed. The Lord's anger lasts a moment, but his favour a lifetime. Weeping may stay for a night, but rejoicing comes with the sunrise. Paul writes in his second letter to the Corinthians 
about his own experiences. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Trouble, even death, is temporary, but God is eternal and is loving and kind. When he feels secure, David feels invincible. He declares he will never be shaken. He goes on to say that when the Lord makes his royal mountain stand firm, he has confidence. But when God seems far away, he's in dismay. David is a bit like the grand old Duke of York in the children's song, not physically, but emotionally. When he is up, he is up. But when he is down, he is down. But unlike the noble duke, he seldom seems in that in-between state of neither up nor down. This is what is frustrating and encouraging about the Psalms. They are born of a lived reality where confusion, pain, doubt and fear are experienced. David calls for mercy. He is unable to resolve his circumstances through strength of character, experience or intellect, he needs God's help. His death will achieve nothing. His life will praise the Lord. His mouth will turn to dust and say nothing, or it will proclaim God's faithfulness. So again we hear David ask that God will be merciful to him and that the Lord would be his help. So rather than find it depressing that I'm listening to someone who is going through this particular trial, I find it encouraging that God takes his people through these things. David sings of this transformation that the Lord has done for him. Wailing has been turned to dancing and sackcloth replaced with joy. The one who mourned has been comforted but has been brought from facing a funeral to a festival. He has new clothes and is dancing and singing with joy. The light at the end of the tunnel was not the train coming to meet him, but a lamp leading him home. This heart song will not be silenced. He will praise the Lord forever. All praise for the Colossians. Be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God has done even greater things for us than David experienced. He has rescued, redeemed, strengthened and forgiven us. He is at work in us and has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people. 
so we, as David says, really can praise him forever. And that makes all the difference as we deal with life and at some point face death with hope. And in the meantime, when I feel up or down or somewhere in between, I take heart from those who have walked this way before and try to respond to this great grace lavished on us by being joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And for that, I surely need help.